of those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. Uh, For new listeners, my name is Molly Ambergie, and I am a comedian and playwright living right here in St. Louis, Missouri. And if you're a returning casual listener, thank you so much for your patience as we're getting back and running. And uh, for anybody that attended our successful sold-out show at the Golden Hoosier last month, we greatly appreciate it. And we'll talk more about our upcoming show next July at the end of this episode. But enough about that for right now. Um, We always interview different comedians, entertainers, artists, chefs, you name it. And today we are so excited all the way from Los Angeles. Give it up for comedian Vince Royale, everyone. Oh, the crowd goes wild. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for reaching out and wanting to be on the show. Uh, Before we get started, what brought you to your trip for St. Louis this time around? I actually have family here now. I married a woman from St. Louis, so I'm originally from Jersey, living in LA, but now I have family here in St. Louis. So every six months we come back here to make sure there are no raccoons in the house. Because we have this <laughs> raccoon problem we're dealing with right now. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like a, a mother and two babies. They're stuck in between the walls. So that, that happens a lot, apparently, you know. Wow, here in St. Louis. Yeah, in St. Louis. So every six months you do some comedy and check out a raccoon problem. Yeah, make sure there's no pests. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, I I love, I fell in love with St. Louis. I've never, I didn't know a thing about St. Louis up until four years ago. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, I've always, I worked different areas of the country, but I've never really, you know, the only thing I knew about St. Louis was barbecue and Nelly. So I, um, yeah, when that's I found, a very fair assessment. So when like, I found yeah. out there's civilization here, I was like, well, you know what? I got to try some comedy here. Yes. So I, um, I fell in love with a lady from St. Louis and fell in love with the city. So I said, I'm going to make it a point to come back here every three to six months and do shows. So here I am. And I, I saw you on my news feed. We had mutual friends. I said, I want to do that podcast. I have a show that I'm, I, you know, well, that was last week, but I was trying to make it or, <laughs> or I could promote the show, but it, it, ter- it turned out well. It oh, yeah. You didn't even need our show because it ended up selling out. Why don't you tell us how that went? Oh, the helium, man. I did it with my buddy, um, Brandon Taylor, who's a local, mm-hmm. and JB Buchanan. Uh, yeah, we had a- Both friends of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super fun show. We uh, ended up selling it out. So mm-hmm. that was that was fun. Well, that's when you know you're selling out when you're originally based in the garage at Helium, and then so many people want to yeah. come, you get bumped up to the main room, which is very very cool. So that was that was really. Was fun. your family able to come as well? Yes, they were. So I'm glad my mother and uh, my mother-in-law and my grandma-in-law were able to make it, and yes. uh, we have mutual uh, a bunch of friends that are uh, they'll always come out to support uh, our bingo buddies, Alex and uh, her boyfriend. That's all, that's one thing I started doing when I come to St. Louis too is play bingo. There's a bingo scene in St. Louis. Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah, you know I I didn't know about the bingo scene up until Same. I married my wife and she's been uh yeah she's been a bingo professional. She um she plays with like forty different cards and she has like ten dabbers and I don't know if she does it but okay she's, that is cool. She's a professional. 
Yes. I was I was I was very nervous the first time I played bingo with her because I, here I am with one card, one dabber, and I'm like, did I did I hear the right number? Was that G twenty eight? And I was like, did I get that one? And, that would be me. So, and uh, Vince's wife is actually sitting off camera, so I keep staring at her. So, I'm like, if anybody is watching this via YouTube and is like, what is she looking at? So, she's in on all the jokes, which I'm really appreciative of, or appreciative of, excuse me. Uh, but speaking of your wife, actually, I was like, we're going to save this for the podcast. <laughs> Tell us the story about how you and your wife met. So, mm -hmm. I was on a show. Um, called Cooking on High on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So this out is this all came together. My wife studied culinary arts, uh -huh. and okay. and her and her friends like food, and uh, they're four twenty friendly friends. I gotta meet these friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they recommended the show to her, they, and so they were sitting one day in the living room, and she saw me on her uh, on the show, and she added me on Instagram. And about a month later, I noticed her on my newsfeed. So what I, I did my due diligence and started stalking her on Instagram. Like you do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I went back as far as like two, three years. I'm like, okay, cool. I dig her. And You're I was like, like well, I, I approve of the previous, yep, got yeah, it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I finally messaged her and I said, hey, man, thanks for following me. I appreciate, you know, the support, whatever. And I said I had a show in Seattle, Washington. And I told her to come out because um, on, her, on her profile, it says STL. But I, I didn't know STL stood for St. Louis. Yes. I thought it was Seattle. <laughs> I didn't pay attention in social studies. So I said, you know what? Come on, just come out. I'm in your town. And she's like, no, nah, I, I mean, I don't have it like that. I just don't get to travel. I'm like, really? I'm in your hometown and city. You're not going to come out to see me in Seattle? She goes, Seattle, I'm from St. Louis. I'm like, St. Louis? Wait a minute. That's in the middle of the country. <laughs> What's in St. Louis besides Nelly and barbecue? Good so, question. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. And then um, we started a long distance relationship and uh, we started doing that going. I fly to St. Louis and she'd fly to California. And uh, about a year later, we got married. What? You guys just like knew. Oh, that is so cute. I do love that. So the reason why I brought this story up was earlier. I was like, oh my gosh, you were on Cooking on High. And the reason I recognized Vince, I was like, I feel like I know this person. And I knew him <laughs> through my television set, but I still did. And then he's like, oh, I have this great story about how my wife and I met. And I was like, save it for the podcast. We got to keep an eye here. I love that. But that, that is <laughs> that's so great. I love that STL in Seattle. But then, you know, that maybe you did pay attention to social studies. It's just, you know, radiation's yeah. been dry off. I, yeah. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Then, no, but I'm glad, like I said, I got to meet some amazing people out in St. Louis and uh, got a whole new family in this side of, uh, side of the world. So I'm, I'm glad that we connected that way. So it was meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Because without my wife, I wouldn't know how to. She does all my flyers and business cards. She does. <laughs> I'm going to lift this up. We got the front, and you even have a QR code on the back. This lady has got it going yeah. on. You know, okay. it's comics. We need, we need good graphic designers, so she's very creative. Absolutely. She pays attention to details, like, yes. you know. Oh, I love it. She's like, you're not going to go on stage with that wrinkled shirt, are you? I'm like, okay. I, we'll steam it. Like, before her, I didn't care. I just threw on the shirt, whatever. And who's going to notice the wrinkles? Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's usually how it goes, especially in comedy. I feel like there's many times when I first started, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to throw on a T-shirt and some jeans and put on something. Uh, but speaking of comedy, 
uh, you were actually, you've been seen on Laughs on Fox, Stand Up and Deliver on Hulu, Not For Nothing on Amazon Prime. Um, has there been a special gig or performance or show that you've done that you've been like, oh, this really meant a lot to me? <laughs> you know, my favorite show that I've featured in was mm -hmm. Cooking on High because that's how my wife saw me. That's the yes. most important show. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it served its purpose. All those were good. They were fun. You know, just like I said, every comedian, when I first started comedy, they, they were so, they put a major importance on being on television. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, I started around 2008. So the first, actually, stage time was the most important thing when I first started. Okay. Tommy Davidson was the first veteran comedian I met oh. outside of the Laugh Factory. And six months in the comedy game, I was like, what do I do, man? I've been going up five nights a week, doing the open mics and the coffee shops. What do I need to do? He goes, you had to do it seven nights a week. Yeah. Three to four times a night till it's instinctive. It's, he said it's like a comedy zen. You, you know, you have to trust in the comedy gods. And I was like, what is that? How do I, how do I even do comedy seven nights a week, three to four times a night? And then I asked my other comedy friends, they're like, well, you're from Jersey and New York. You should just move back. And that's what I did. So oh. I, I was living in Orange County in L.A. already. That's why I technically started comedy. But I moved back with my mom in Jersey around 2010 just so I could have more stage time and be, um, have access to the, the comedy scene in Jersey and New York. So I yeah. did that for about two, three years. And everybody there was like, why'd you move back here? You got to be in L.A. to get TV credits. Oh, I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm just going back and forth. So oh, I did God. that. Flew back. I moved back to L.A. around 2013, 14 and got my first, uh, landed my first few uh, TV credits. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, what do I do now? You just got to get followers and views, man. Mm -hmm. And then I've been like, you can't just be a comic these days. Yeah. You have to be a social media content creator. So I find myself bugging my wife every day. Babe, we got to film this skit. We're at the grocery store. It doesn't matter. It's funny. <laughs> just film it. Just, just, just record. Hit record. It's going to be a funny TikTok. It's going to be real. And I know I annoy the crap out of her, but it's, it's been fun. So I feel like um, some comics don't want to do that part, but I feel like, you know what? You, we have to adapt to the current, you know, climate. Oh, yeah. And not, just have fun with it. That's what I've been doing, just creating reels and skits every day. Yeah, I was about to say, like, when you, that's actually something I wanted to comment on. Your reels and your skits, I've seen your Insta stuff on Instagram and TikTok. It's very entertaining. Like, do you, I guess, like, for me, when I use TikTok, I'm very new to it, but I still just have, like, a moment of, like, inspiration, right? Where you're like, all right, this is it. It's time. And I'm the same way. I'll grab my significant other and be like, can you stand over here, film it, <laughs> do this? And he's like, we're working on our lawn. And I'm like, it's just, just, just make it work. It's fine. Like, we're going to put music is there like a certain time? Do you like, I guess what I'm saying, do you time out when you put out your social media or do you, is it just kind of like, I, I'm inspired. This is my time to do it. Sometimes it's both. I'll okay. have my ideas, you know, I have my bullet points of ideas or sometimes I'll just be walking. I'll come up with an idea and be like, babe, we got to do this right now. It's funny. Let's film this. So it's, it's sometimes uh, I just don't want to, I try to be flexible with it. Sure. You know, I don't want to have like, uh, well, I just have to, I'm set on these ideas. Cause sometimes like I'm, I'm in the airport, you know, I'm just, you know, I'd be like, Hey babe, while we're waiting for, to, you know, for them to start putting people in the plane, let's film this real quick. Okay. And what cool. I love about it is like guerrilla style. Cause I've done TV and I've done film mm -hmm. and it's so, there's so much technicalities involved in filmmaking yes. and production. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like content creation gives me a lot more freedom because I don't have to get a camera crew. I don't have to feed people. I don't have to work around people's schedule, yes. you know, because I've been on sets and it's, 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 it's a lot of work. But with me, it's like all I need is my phone and my wife to film me. Yes. <laughs> or oh sometimes God. I film myself. Hey, oh, yeah. Those are the best, too. And you're just like, let me do a self video. And you put it like, in. Yep. I can literally just go into the supermarket and be like, all right, cool. Let's film this right now. Yes. Sometimes you have to deal with noise in the background. You can't be like, quiet on set. <laughs> the lady who's buying the groceries, <laughs> shut up. I'm trying to get this skit. So we just have to project a lot more because there's no, like, we're not mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, you know what sometimes gets me when you're doing TikToks or, like, videos? Sometimes I wonder what people are thinking when I'm walking by and making something. Have you ever had a time where maybe you guys have gotten a reaction? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it makes the video funnier. The yeah. natural reaction from the, you know, people, the passersby, they're like, what's happening right now? So we don't tell them it's a prank or a skit. So I like the natural reaction sometimes from people. Do you think that, you know, speaking of, you know, you are a natural as a comedian and actor, or at least in my opinion, um, do you think that comes from, I was reading here, you know, you came from Jersey City and you're always kind of like the class clown. Do you think that's always something that's been inherent for you? I think so. I think, um, you know, I've always been, since I was a kid, my my family always wanted me to perform in front of them. They, they got a kick out of it. Oh, look, he can, he can dance like Michael Jackson. <laughs> look, you know, I was a little performer. And... Um, <clears throat> I was kind of, I was shy actually, you know, my, from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. And I think I oh, blossomed wow. in eighth grade when I decided, you know what, I'm tired of being a quiet kid. I'm tired of everybody telling me I'm the nerd. I'm going to be the funny one. So yes. that's when I decided, yeah, you know what, I'm going to change my, <laughs> change my image up. I like that. Yeah. I like that. But it wasn't until, like I said, um, 2008 until I started, uh, that I started comedy. And it was like, it wasn't even something I pursued. You know, I was more into like uh, the behind the scenes stuff. Oh. I was into music. I was like, man, I want to be the next uh, record label owner. You know, that was my thing. But it wasn't until, I, you know, I had a, I was going through a, damn, I don't want to make this sad. I was depressed in That's 2008. Okay. I was going through a bad breakup. And I said, you know, I'm just going to drink my life away and to be a professional gambler or pool player at the dive bars. But they, they happened to have like, you know, open mics and comedy when I used to go. And, I, and I'm like, this, like, is, okay, this yeah. is fun, man. I could do this crap. All they're doing is fucking up there. Uh, I, I, oh, I, mean, oh, I didn't mean to cuss. Okay. We're, on, we're on a podcast and we have, All right. we're, we have the E, the little E next to the explicit. So, All right, cool, yeah, cool. We're good. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, they're up there. They're, they're, they're ranting. And I'm like, I could do that. I remember going up there, um, buzzed, and I started ranting about my life. And people were like, oh, my God, you're hilarious. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And the host is like, come back. Next week, we got another, we got a comedy contest. So I started signing up for them, started winning a few contests, and, okay. I, got, and I got hooked. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, I can do this. And yeah, it, was a, it was years of that, doing, uh, you know, grinding it out. I, I always appreciate honest answers like that because, you know, there's always that main thing that all comedians ask, like, you know, when did you start doing comedy or like, why did you start it? And I think that's the best response is always when people are like, I saw it. And I was like, I can do that. But I can make yeah. this happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was it was fun, you know, the first yeah. few parts. But then I realized, like, you know what? I can't be sloppy on stage all the time. I can't be drunk, you know. So And then I've, I've, I've did that for years, too. You know, it wasn't until like maybe like my my seventh or eighth year in comedy, I'm like, wait a minute, man, I don't have to be drunk 
or smashed on stage to be funny. Yes. <laughs> I can really do this. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna so I challenged myself. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna drink before I go on stage. You know, not say I don't drink, but you know right. but I challenged myself to be sober on stage. Because okay. I realized, you know what? If I'm gonna film a special, if I'm gonna do TV spots, mm -hmm. I can't be up there freaking slurring and you know spitting on the microphone. <laughs> stuttering my words i said let me let me try to do this professionally uh, yeah well you like i said you've got a great resume um i did want to ask you you said you're currently on the horror comedy film attack of the killer donuts on oh Showtime. yeah what is that man. about i'm already intrigued by the title that, of it. that's <laughs> the kind of movie you gotta watch when you're stoned it's much more enjoyable it's, okay. it's up in there it's up there with like sharknado or attack of the killer um tomatoes so okay. you know, um, my buddy Steve used to produce these films for um, uh, you know the the B horror movies, oh. and he said he calls me up one day and he goes he's a uh, you know big supporter and fan of my comedy. He goes Vince man, I got the perfect role for you man. You're gonna share a scene with a guy named C Thomas Howell. What I said what C Thomas Howell? If you guys don't know, this guy was from The Outsiders, Pony Boys, Soul Man, right? Mm -hmm. A bunch of different movies. Like, this guy's a veteran actor, and I get to share like, a scene. Like, in his same, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dialogue with That's this guy. Awesome. So I said, what do I have to do? He goes, you play a guy named Tom DePerp. You're you're um, captured by the, you're in the back of the cop car. And the two cops, one of them being C. Thomas Howell and another gentleman, they're going to bring donuts into the car, but these donuts are radioactive donuts, right? You're gonna end up eating one of the donuts. These radioactive donuts are gonna give you super strength. What? Yes, and you're gonna break out of custody. You're gonna take, knock out both cops and escape. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was so in awe. I was like, that is epic. That's a major scene. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited about it. Like, really? I get to assault C. Thomas Howell and, and, <laughs> as a police officer. <laughs> It's, oh it was great, man. If you guys get to see it, like, I, I don't want to give it away, but I, I take their heads and I bump them together and I kick the door and the door comes flying off the cop car and I'm, I have this super strength and I'm running. I'm like, yes, I will do that. No problem. He goes, but just to let you know, there is a death scene. You're going to have to die. I'm like, that's, Aww. that's fine. I'm going to no, get, you're like, that's okay. Yeah. yeah I said, that's <laughs> fine. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it my all. Cause I took acting classes, you know, okay. but, I said, I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm preparing for this role. Like, how do I die? Like, do I, you know, get it gunned down or something? He goes, no, because the um, effects of the radioactive donuts is um, like really violent diarrhea. <laughs> oh I was like, what? He goes, yeah. So what's going to happen? Is <laughs> you're on the side of the road and you get hit by some teenagers, right? And I, and while I get, I get hit by the car. I get up and I'm um, as I'm standing there, I basically crap my, you know, yeah. self to death. Yeah. Like a huge blob of <laughs> diarrhea comes out of me. And then the kids freak out and they leave me on the road to die. Oh my God. Yeah. You gotta watch it. It's a real crappy movie. I am so intrigued by this now. I really need to see this. Yeah, that, that's only my parts. Imagine the rest of the movie. So I'm yes. not gonna give away the rest of the movie. So guys, get stoned one day and watch. Attack of the Killer Donuts. It's on demand on Showtime, I believe. And you yes. can probably it's it's a big hit in Japan and India. Oh, you it's know, doing I they, be they got like yeah. a cult following. <laughs> <laughs> There's 
So if I if I ever make it out to Bollywood, yes. I am apparently a star in uh, the Bollywood circuit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would be a star in the Bollywood circuit starting out in comedy and now here no, you are? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm killing it apparently yes. in, uh, in markets that I've never been to. I love, well, so, you know, speaking of working on markets and things like that, um, what do you think was one of the biggest lessons I guess you learned when you started out comedy to today that you've taken with you as you've pursued your career? The biggest lesson mm -hmm. is humility. You know, because, oh, man, a lot of comics, we tend to have a lot of ego. We're at the top one minute, and the next thing you know, wait a minute, you ain't here from him in a while. So mm -hmm. check your egos. You know, we, 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 there's a lot of egos in the, in the entertainment business. Because there's one time when, when my show first came out, everybody was blowing up my phone. Which show was this? Uh, Cooking on High. Okay. I was on Netflix, yeah. all over Netflix. That whole summer, I was hot. Everybody was in my inbox. Yo, I just saw you on TV. Including and your wife. That, yeah, was a good, exactly. that was a good slide into the DMs. Good job. I'm like, man, <laughs> I thought I was the man. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm finally on Netflix. I'm going to get, I'm going to headline everywhere I go now. But, you know, that show fizzles out. And yeah. next thing you know, you just have to maintain, it's, it's about longevity. I've seen a lot. Of, I've been doing comedy for going on 14 years now. And there are a lot of comics that I've started with, some of them blew up too fast. And you don't hear from them anymore. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, know, you know, so it's like, it's, for me, it's about longevity and checking your ego. Because sometimes you'll be, you'll be hot one minute, but, you know. Yeah. No, as I was a theater major, and that was one of the things we learned in theater was that, you know, sometimes you're going to be that shiny thing sometimes, and then there's going to be other times where maybe it isn't always that way. Right. And always mm -hmm. don't compare yourself to other people. I used to make that mistake. Like people I started comedy with, I watched them on freaking, they have their own HBO or Netflix specials. And I'm like, man, I started with that guy. How come he's doing better than me? You can't do that. Everybody has a different path, you know? Right now, I'm actually planning to shoot my first special after 14 years. So in the what? next few months, I'm working on that. But, and I thought about it. I'm like, if I film my special four or five years in the comedy, it wouldn't be the same as I deliver it now. Because I'm mm -hmm. a lot more polished. I'm a lot more comfortable on stage. I mean, I was funny back then, but it's a different kind of funny now. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, wait a minute, I'm able to have more fun and be myself on stage versus just being funny on stage. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So now I'm glad that it did come at this time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, you know, I basically I could I could deliver a better product now than I than I did you know a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, you know, I think it's like a thing you learn in comedy too is that you know you think sometimes you're some year you're doing you're like oh this is the best material this is the best material I'm going to have and then all of a sudden as you keep going you're like oh. This is so much better than what I exactly. maybe had you're like, like wait a minute. five years ago. What? Yeah. I can say this joke better this way. Mm -hmm. You know, the bit that I've been doing a couple of years ago, I, I can flip it because if I take this out or say it this way, it's a lot funnier. Yes. Because, the you know, jokes never really end, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of things that you also have been working on and jokes and whatnot, earlier before we started recording, um, you and your wife were talking about you produce different shows in California. Are you yeah, doing that as well? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I do a monthly show at the Huntington, uh, at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Uh, oh. This is a brand new club. We're doing our first show there. We'll probably do that monthly. It's called the Stand Up Comedy Club in Bellflower. And we do a weekly show in a place called the City Grill in Covina, California. So if you guys are ever in California, Come by, check out one of our shows. Just find me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how you get tickets. But I'm usually, uh, like I said, I have a different lineup every show. So it's usually national headliners, 
and we make sure my wife and I, she app, she actually helps me book the comics now. Oh, good. Because I'm go. tired of people that's <laughs> heading up my inbox. Hey, man, can I get a spot? Oh, like, geez. bro, I haven't spoke to you in six years. All and then sudden, all of a sudden you have a show and people yeah. start calling you. Now, yep. you, now I'm your friend. Yeah, you didn't call me during lockdown. <laughs> didn't check on me when I was freaking going through my crisis. Where were you then? Exactly. <laughs> what were you when I had to deal with the raccoons? <laughs> At my in-laws' house. <laughs> Nobody was there. I dealt with the raccoons on my own. See? Comedians aren't your friends. <laughs> Only when you have a show. That's when they want to be your friend. I have... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a podcast, Molly? Oh, my God. And then that's how Vince ended up here. He yeah. was like, what's it about? <laughs> I was just like... I You're not... A... Wants to come on. I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody wants to be your friend unless you have a show or a podcast. Oh, always. And then yeah. suddenly, you know, I was like, hey. But Vince, I am very yeah. happy on a serious note to have you here for sure. Um, but that's awesome. Speaking of like booking comics, you know, you do a weekly show. How do you guys kind of decide like, oh, you know, you know, for mine at the Golden Hoosier here, I always kind of be like, okay, here's the headliner I want. And here's the flow that I want of people. How do you guys view your process? I'm, I'm, I'm old school yeah. when it comes to like putting comedy lineups. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't knock anybody who puts together 10, 12 comics on one show. I like to keep it like, you know. Host, opener, feature, and headline. That's Sames. it. Very yeah. simple, man. <laughs> Same here. Maybe yeah. a guest spot. You know, mm -hmm. the four or five comics the most, but that's it. I just yes. like to keep it very simple. I don't need 12 comics on the show. It just basically, people get burnt out and tired, you know? And I guess a lot of, I've seen a lot of comics do that because not a lot of, not everybody has 15, 20 minutes of material. So, mm -hmm. okay, we're just going to get 10 of our new comic friends to do 10 minutes each. And that's cool because yeah. I've done those shows, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but you know, after a while, you just have to like, you know what, let's keep it shorter. Sometimes quantity doesn't exactly Me equal quantity. better, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. it, but, you know, I just, I don't know. Me personally, I, I, I like to keep my shows with less comics. Sure. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit tighter and concise with that, too. And again, I've produced, I've done shows with a lot of comics on them, but sometimes it's a little bit easier to have that for sure. Um, also, you know, you're in California. Do you feel like that's where you guys will probably be staying? Yeah. You know, we entertained the idea of moving to Vegas before while we were in lockdown. But okay. we'll, when, I, when I came down, I was like, no, nah, I'm not ready to retire yet. You know, I got to yeah. be where the action is. Yes. You know, if I wanted a residency, then I'll move to Vegas. But no, I'm still ready. Like, I, I still have it in me. I still have a lot more fuel left. So New York or L.A. is where I need to be. And mm -hmm. uh, St. Louis every three to six months, you know. There you go. Oh, yeah. You got to check in on the raccoons. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, speaking of New York, too, is there... I guess, you know, everybody kind of has maybe like one coast they like better than the other. I mean, honestly, sometimes, you know, it's just more about where you're getting work and where you need to be. Um, is there something, do you seem to like California better than New York or New York better than California? You know, when I was in New York, I loved the comedy scene in New York. Like yeah. I said, I was when I was, I, that's where I got three to four spots a night because mm -hmm. they're all walking distance from each other. In LA, in California, you have to drive from one gig to another. Yeah. It's a lot of driving involved. You know, in New York and Jersey, it was just a subway or a cab ride to your next spot or even walking distance that I appreciated that because I was able to, it definitely pushed me to grow as a comic, you know, you're performing in front of different audiences. 
and hitting the road too. I did that for a while, man. I, I'm kind of taking a break from it, but I was a, I was a, definitely a road warrior a couple of years ago, <laughs> driving from California, Nevada, Arizona, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, doing these little you know one nighters. Mm-hmm. And that that definitely made me a stronger comic, too, because on the road, you can do 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do a lot of that in the big cities. Mm -hmm. Big cities only give you showcase spots like in L.A. Mm -hmm. It's good to be seen, though, in the the bigger um, markets. Oh, absolutely. Was there when you were on the road, was there a specific place that you were like, oh, wow, I never thought I'd be performing here. But, you know, here I am. And yes, what did you like? Um, (laughs) Man, there was a lot of <laughs> sketchy places I've been to, but then I'm like, wow, people, people love comedy here mm-hmm. in plenty with Montana. <laughs> wow, yeah, comedy in Montana. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy because Montana is like 30 years behind from the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the places, I, it was sketchy because the, the phone service I have doesn't work in Montana. So oh, there wow. are plenty <laughs> of times that... Uh, we had to rely on uh, physical maps, like we're taking it back. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. I have to try to remember how to read a map because oh, GPS God. doesn't work in my tent. My GPS did it. Mine didn't either. It's all good. And yeah. So, <laughs> it, you know, that was there'd be random casinos in the middle of like Oregon or Washington, and they were so fun. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I never thought I'd be performing in a in a casino in the middle of nowhere. But it'd be great crowds that would appreciate, you know, the comedy. Oh, yeah. I'm always finding, like, different pockets of the country where I'm like, oh, I had no idea there was such an interest in comedy. But, you know, here we are. So that's very cool that you're doing that uh, to make you feel better. When I was in Montana, you know, I didn't realize there's not, like, an Uber or a Lyft or anything like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, There's nothing. Not a lot. And uh, I had to flag down this girl who was driving a Lexus. Like, we just had, like, this feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... I need a ride back to my Airbnb. So I got Jimmy and I, we popped in there. Wait, so you just dropped, you, you jumped in a random Lexus. I definitely did. I just saw this girl. We had a meeting of the minds. I just was like, she goes, you're not going to murder me. And I was like, no, I'm definitely not. Good. I just need to wow. go to my place. But yeah, I was like, only hitchhiking. Yeah, before Uber, <laughs> before Uber and Lyft, hitchhiking was a thing. Yeah. Remember, that's what I mean. Montana is like 20, 30 years behind. From it's the just, residue. there was nothing. They were like, we just don't have any. They had maybe one Lyft driver that I found, but the Lyft driver was picking up everybody else in this little town that we were in. Well, you know what? It so. made it made us stronger <laughs> as comics. Yes. <laughs> when you feel like, you know what? I might be murdered tonight, yeah. but you know what? I'm going to be a great comic. Yes. I just was like, I do comedy. I'm from St. Louis. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm from here. I lived here my whole life. And she was making me laugh because I should have put this in a bit, but she was like, I crashed my car the other day, so I just went out and bought this new one. So I was her first passenger in the wow. Lexus. I was like, oh my God. But it was I'm so glad she drove me because there's no lights there either in Montana. No, there's no, no, no. That was scary. Was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where Sas- Sasquatch lives. Yeah. And uh, a lot of UFO sightings, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to look into this for sure. <laughs> Oh, that, that's good. Oh, I'm glad we bonded about Montana. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, now, you've been touring internationally, as you have mentioned in your bio, for over a decade. Uh, where can we see you maybe coming up? Well, I, um, I'm back in California this week, so okay. I'm going to be at the Agua Caliente Casino this Friday. Um, I'm opening up for my buddy Jimmy De La Valle. Um, and I'm back in the rec room this Saturday, too, in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm in Utah next month. 
So, but all my shows, I don't remember all of them off the, off the top of my head, but if you go into my, my Instagram, I have a link tree uh, link there on my bio. You click on that and it'll have all my upcoming shows and dates. And we'll make sure too in the bio that we'll share and obviously the description, uh, just make sure that you follow at the Casually Molly podcast on Instagram. And please, yes. please. Also on my Instagram and my TikTok, I create videos on a daily basis. So please, I need, <laughs> I need followers and views. Yes, absolutely. Give a like. Just if you like something, it's just a quick tap. And that's what we need. We need some views. We need some likes. We need some love. It's the whole reason we're in comedy in the first place. Um, <laughs> I, I say that. Uh, speaking of, first of all, Vince, thank you so much for thank coming you on. For having me. Oh, of course. You talked about humility earlier, which is great. Um, at the end of each episode, we always say, like, kind of like that cheesy question: "What casual advice would you give to um, up-and-coming comedians uh, that are interested in the industry?" Because we have a lot of people that'll listen to, for advice like that. You obviously talked about humility. Is there anything else yeah. maybe you can think of that would be helpful to pass on? Just set ego aside, and I'm gonna tell newer comics what I was told when I started comedy is that respect the craft, you know, respect the craft, master the craft, go up as much as you can, mm -hmm. you know, don't treat it as a, if you treat it as a hobby, then it'll, you know, it, yeah. but if you treat it as a career and as a profession, then it's going to, of course, it's going to come back to you. So that's how you have to approach comedy, you know. Depends on what you want to do with it. I mean, if you just need a hobby and you need therapy, then yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's cool too. But, yes. you know, if you want to do it professionally and, you know, just respect the craft, go up as as much as you can. And, uh, and yeah, man, just, just be nice to everybody you meet. Everybody, every comic I've had on here is always saying be nice to people every time. So that is, that's really cool to see that we have a common theme. Um, make sure again that you follow at Vince Royale on Instagram. His link tree will be there as well. It will include all of his shows. Make sure that you follow him on TikTok. Give us some likes, everything. And then for the Casually Molly podcast, excuse me, at the Casually Molly podcast on Instagram. Also, just give us a little subscription on YouTube if you're following on there. Um, the last question we'll ask you, Vince, before you head out today. We always say, what are you going to casually do now, now that our episode is over? Man, I'm going to get a uh, St. Paul sandwich because that's one thing you can't get anywhere. You can only get that in St. Louis. Where is – now, actually, I don't know. And originally, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, so that's yeah. why I need to learn some of these St. Louis things. Where is a St. Paul sandwich? Any Chinese restaurant. You ask for a oh. – right, babe? It's uh, a St. Paul sandwich. It's basically egg foo young, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and in a sandwich. Oh. And I didn't know you can do that. No, I'm like, wow. It's called a, uh, a St. Paul sandwich. Only in St. Louis. Only in St. Louis. And depending on the weather, my wife might take me to the St. Louis Zoo. Oh, yes. Because it's free and I, yeah. I love animals. Yes, absolutely. That's always a plus. If you love animals and you love free, if you're in St. Louis, the St. Louis Zoo is the place to go. But I feel like I learned a lot about St. Louis today. I learned that bingo is a hit here. Oh, yeah. And you can get a St. Paul sandwich. This is like life-changing, everybody. Vince Royale had to come all the way from Los Angeles to Jersey City to teach me about Come on now, Molly. You're a local. You should know these things, I got to know. I got to know. Well, next time I come back, we'll definitely do bingo. Yes. And I'll get you a St. Paul sandwich. Okay, perfect. Done. And if it makes you feel any better, I'll be there for the raccoon check if needed. So. Uh, thank you. We appreciate that. Hopefully they're gone today. Hopefully they're gone. Now, I, I understand when I go back to Cincinnati, there's always birds that... 
I had to save a bird that got stuck in one of the blinds and my sister and my mom have this deadly fear of birds. So I had to go save one out of the, like they left the house and waited until oh. I got back from a show to go get the bird out. But I saved his life. So I get it. <laughs> it's hard to sleep when you're scratching uh, yep. at night. Like, it's like, is that in between the walls? What is that scratching? Oh, yes. Just some Midwest problems for you. Scratching from the raccoons and the birds. I love it. Well, I won't hold you back from your St. Paul sandwich, but thank you so much for watching or listening. And just uh, casually have a great rest of your night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.